Morning, everybody. Morning, everybody. Welcome to North Springs Church and welcome to uh, Lydia House, so to speak, because two churches coming together. We are so excited that God, you know, has brought us together and uh, we believe this is a doing of the Lord. And so I invite you, all of you that are here this morning, I don't want, I don't want to feel, anybody to feel like they're a guest here. We are all a one church, amen? amen. And we, we love the Lord Jesus Christ and in unison, we are going to begin to praise the Lord and to worship him. Welcome, welcome to the uh, leadership of Lydia Church, uh, Pastor Paul and Pastor <laughs> Nate here and the rest of the team here that is uh, some, of, some of them are familiar people that you've seen before. And uh, so we are so excited. This, there's a buzz in the, in the house here this morning because mm -hmm. the presence of the Lord is here this morning. And so we're going to begin to worship and to praise the Lord. And we believe his presence is right here. Some of you are wondering, says, I've never heard that kind of accent. You get used to it, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Amen. Shall we all rise to our feet together? As we, if you are able, and if not, you can remain uh, seated. And we're going to come before the Lord in worship and in praise. Thank you, worship team. And we're excited. The anointing of God is upon your lives. And together, we're going to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. We love you, Dad. Amen. Amen. Love you, son. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for bringing my granddaughter back here. You're welcome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you that you are God. There's no one beside you. You are God from everlasting to everlasting. We thank you for the privilege of inviting us to come into your courts. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is here this morning. Lord, we join the heavenly host to praise and to worship you. Even as before the throne this morning, there's clashes of symbols and the praise coming from the heavenly hosts that are there. We join the heavenly host, Lord, in praising, lifting up our voices to you to give honor and glory to your name. We thank you, Lord, that we seek to honor you. You are number one in this place, and may you be exalted even as we sing these praises. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with me, would you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So everybody up here was sick at some point this week, or still is. So we apologize for that. Uh, quick introductions. I'm Pastor Nate. This is my firstborn, my son Andrew. And secondborn, Kaylee. And Bella is there. My wife, Sarah, uh, is an OBGYN. And that's a wonderful calling, but it means once in a while she has to work on Sundays. Because I don't know if you know this, but babies don't care what day it is. <laughs> uh, so she regrets that this happens to be the week that she was working. But she will be here next week. And I think you know, maybe you've heard of these guys. <laughs> yes. They're most famous as being Lenny's parents. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Good to be back. We love you. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming us so openly. Yes, we, we felt welcome before we even got here. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. Anybody want to worship? Well, good. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my son. 
the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life oh he is my son you are provide a home for the homeless, <laughs> parents for the orphans. We thank you for your healing. Yes. We say that in faith. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us, for all that you gave up in the incarnation. Pray that we would never take it for granted. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into darkness, your loving kindness, tore through the shadows of my soul. The 
could imagine. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of angels stepped down from glory to wear my sin. has spoken I am forgiven Amen. the King of Kings called me his own Thank you, Jesus. beautiful Savior I'm yours forever Jesus Christ my living Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah
Father God, may, may we never grow familiar with this. Amen. That you came for us, you died and suffered for us. Help us, Lord, to remember that. Give us a new revelation of your love for us. We pray even now, Father God, that you would send your Holy Spirit in a special way. That your love would be shed abroad in our hearts, as the Bible says. That we could learn to be rooted and grounded in your love for us. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to keep worshiping, but uh, if anybody feels like they have a word that's from the Lord, feel free to go to that guy who's got a mic, and in between songs, you can share that word if you feel like it's for the group. This is uh, an older one. Do we have one now? Yeah. Do it. Praise God. It's, it's fun to meet brothers and sisters that we didn't know that we had. It's like a really fun family reunion. And we thank you, Jesus, for this that you have given us. You are amazing. You are our hope. You are good and you are holy. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength We bow down and worship Him now How great, how awesome is He And together we sing Holy is the Lord Filled with his glory, the earth 
is filled with his glory. It's rising up. It's rising up from all around. It's the anthem of the Lord's renown. Yeah, it's rising up from all around. It's the anthem of the Lord's renown. It's rising up. It's rising up. and your glory goes with us. We thank you that we are your ambassadors, Jesus. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. 
Let's just wait in silence before the Lord for a moment and listen if there's anything else he has to say to us. Anyone sense they have something they should share? I want to say that I've been praying for a new worship team to join the church, and I praise God for that. Wow. wow. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you that you don't grow frustrated with us. I, I feel like uh, the Lord wants to say that sometimes Christians get the idea for some reason that God is disappointed in you or angry with you. And the Lord wants to say this morning that that is not true. He loves you with a love that is deeper and greater than you could even comprehend. And so, Lord, if there are those of us here who are still sometimes trying to shake off that untrue and unholy view of you, that you're a mean old man in the sky waiting to smack us when we get out of line, pray that you would give us that revelation of your love. We already asked for it, and I asked for it again. Father God, fill us with your love. Open the eyes of our heart to see you for who you are. The God who never stops pursuing us. Still your love fought for me 
And I was uh, today just overwhelmed in walking in here. I have been here before, but the welcome that we felt, um, not only from the Lord, but from all of you. And uh, I just want to thank you and also thank the Lord. Uh, last Sunday, we, we listened to the, the end of the service when um, Christine was making those declarations and Father, it's so wonderful when we can declare back to you your word. And as we have been doing today in the worship, and we want to continue to do that more and more for your glory in Jesus' name. I just want to take this last song and say, I feel like the Lord is saying, release your prodigals to me. Release those people that you are just longing to have come to me and know that I am breaking down every wall. I am pursuing everything because you are standing for them and you are loving me. They are so important to me. I, I love them more than you'll ever love them. So just release them to me and trust that I'm doing a work that you can't see, but I am at work. Let's respond to that word. I want you to think about somebody in your life who's a prodigal. Maybe they were never with the Lord. Maybe they walked away. Maybe they're just kind of slipping by. Picture with that person or the people in your life. And just agree with me with this, this word. 2022 is the year the prodigals come home, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes. 2022 is the year that the prodigals come home yes. to you, Jesus. We pray that you would reach out right now by your Holy Spirit. Convict their hearts. Convict their minds. I pray that like the prodigal in the pig pen, that they would come to themselves and realize through a revelation of your Holy Spirit, that they need to go to their Father. <coughs> and we thank you, Father God, that you will be welcoming them with open arms. And so we take every thought of theirs captive and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. And we tear down those strongholds, yes. whether they built them themselves or someone else did. We command those strongholds to, to tumble, to fall, to crumble to bits. Lord, chip holes in the middle of them, whatever you need to do, Father God. We declare in Jesus' name that this is the year. This is their year. Amen. And so if you have prodigals in your life, I encourage you to be faithful to pray for them now, this year. Put them on, put them on your prayer list. I got them on mine. It just says the prodigals because there's too many to name. But Amen. Paul's going to pray for us now. You may be seated if you'd like. We like to pray for one another during the service where there are special needs. And we were praying together with Ron, and Ron said that Pam had macular something or other, macular generation. And so uh, we want to pray for Pam. And what does that what does that mean? You know, macular de degeneration is it? on the peripheral and this one had started but God's been healing it inch by inch I'm in the middle of my miracle I feel that it's come it's being restored Amen. Mm -hmm. it's behind in your retina behind your eyeball so you lose your whole center vision two or three 
It's something good is happening, so we're going to continue that. Uh, yeah, so those of you who are close by, you can, you can uh, put your hand on her now. And we'll believe for Pam. We're believing for Pam. We're believing for healing, healing in those eyes, in both of them. Father, we say 2020. We pray for that. Lord, there's no reason that this needs to happen. We reverse the process in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are healing her. There's faith here for healing. Do it now, oh, Father. Show that up. No cure, but my mother and I both were cured. The doctor said your mother's sight. She could read. I, I bought her a Bible, but it was a real spine print one. And... She, she, the doctor told me, I can't figure this out. Your mother's eyesight is better than yours and mine. Oh. And, oh. and they say it can't Lord. be cured. And, and, I t and I told the doctor she wasn't so sure. I said, well, she's got a good doctor. And also, she has Jesus Christ. Oh. Amen. Because she'd never seen it healed before, the doctor told me. Warren, you pray for her now. It's on. It's on. What's your name? Pam. Pam. It's on. You just oh, it, is on. it is on, okay. <laughs> All right, Pam, there is a cure. And, of course, you know that. Jesus Christ, there's nothing impossible for him. And so we take it to the top. God says, why would you want to do that when you can come to me? <laughs> so we take it to the top. We go to God through Jesus Christ, and we believe, we yeah. believe, we believe that the, this healing is going to happen, and it will happen. Praise the Lord, Praise Jesus the Lord. Christ, amen. amen. Okay. Thank you, Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor entered into the heart of man, those things that the Lord has in store for those who love him. Yes, 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 okay. We believe, we believe. I'm going to come over on this side. I asked Emily if we could pray for Emily, so we'd like to pray for her. How could, you want to tell us how we can um, pray for you, Emily? Or? Yes, just healing, restoration, um, newness, yeah. Okay. Life. So uh, let's believe for Emily that uh, a couple of those songs that we were singing, I felt like they may have applied to you, that, uh, that you know who, that you know you're loved, you know you're cared for, you know God's got a good plan for you, and uh, and you've embraced that. So, so Father, we speak healing. We speak healing into Emily. She's special. She's special. You've made her special. You've made her in your image, and we bless the person that Emily is. And uh, we give her strength in her inner being to embrace that as well, to know who she is and to walk in that confidence and that peace. The Lord would smile down on you. Yeah. He's pouring down his love, yeah. pouring it down. And Father, let her heart receive it in Jesus' name because sometimes our own hearts will condemn us. But God is greater than that, as I shared before. 
Thank you, Father. Open her eyes to see what you're doing in the spiritual realm. We pray against the enemy's lies and any darts. We pray against that in Jesus' name, and we see her healed. And it's not up to you now. It's up to God. He will do it. So your trust is in him. Go for it. laughing in a minute <laughs> just just it's anoint her with the oil of the holy spirit yes it's coming already isn't it come on yes so now is there anyone else that uh, desires prayer healing prayer healing in the body healing in the spirit Anyone else? Okay. Well, we'd like to do this every week if that's okay. We'll just have a time of healing prayer. and, and Okay. So the, the Lord spoke to me a few years ago, and he said he wanted us to pray for healing every single Sunday. And so we've been faithful to do that. And a while back, somebody asked me, why do we pray for healing every Sunday? Nobody's been healed. And I said, we pray for healing every Sunday because nobody's been healed. <laughs> so we're going to keep doing it until there's nobody in the house left hey. yeah. and at that point I think word will get out and we'll get some new folks in who need to be healed amen <laughs> mm -hmm. so Good thank time. you Jesus announcements this is on Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Morning. It's sure amazing to feel all the extra energy in this room this morning. It's been really lovely. Thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of announcements, we are in need of volunteers to help with ushering and greeting. So if you're interested in volunteering, please get a hold of Christine, and she can um, talk to you about that. Our annual week of prayer and fasting begins tomorrow, January 10th at 6 p.m. and ends on Sunday, January 16th at 9 a.m. We have a women's radiate group coming up sometime here in February. We have not set the date yet, but we will let you know when we have that down. Um, if you desire to be a part of our prayer team, we have a prayer email chain. Um, and you can contact Jane at jane.prayerteam at gmail.com to be a part of that prayer team. Jane, why don't you stand up for oh. the new folks? That There's is Jane. Jane. For the Legacy Lydia House, that's Jane. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a men's group, Todd, if you would stand up, every other Thursday here in the sanctuary from 7 to 8.30. Uh, it was last Thursday, so it will not be this upcoming Thursday, but next Thursday. Uh, feel free to get a hold of Todd or just show up and be a part of the group in two weeks, and that would be great. Uh, we have corporate prayer every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. in the fellowship hall, and oh, in the office now, okay. More people in less room, is that what you're planning? <laughs> it's cozy. Got it. Um, and 10 a.m. corporate worship, and we also have Friday uh, night, 6 p.m. Corporate, corporate prayer here in the sanctuary. I believe that's it. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves every Sunday morning, bringing in the sheaves. Amen. 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 What a privilege. What a privilege for the Lord to give us life in Christ mm -hmm. and uh, 
whatever we have belongs to him. Mm -hmm. And so we just return what belongs, but we return back 10% or however amount the Lord you know, puts on your heart back to the Lord because all that you have has come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. So we give not because out of obligation or comparing, Oh, because, you know, it's a, a tax that we are charging for you to attend the service. You give but <laughs> because it's God's instructions that we should be able to give. Amen. Amen. And so we thank you, Lord. We bless you for such a powerful presence in this place. Mm -hmm. Thank you, oh God, for what you are doing, the healing that is taking place even now. Mm -hmm. You are healing our hearts. You are healing our minds, even as we gather together around praising you and glorifying you. And we, we want to take this time, oh God, to give not only of our substance, but to give our hearts to you because you've given us everything, your son, Jesus Christ. And thank you for this uh, congregation and their, the, the, the new arrivals, Lord. We pray that you be glorified. We seek to honor you and to lift up Jesus in each service that we gather together. So we thank you for every gift that will be given this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Sometimes the offering song is something you just listen to. This is time. It's something you sing along with. Amen? Uh, I'm one of those people for whom Christmas does not end immediately. There's too good a theology in some of these old hymns to just go through it in only a couple of weeks. So you guys all know this one, I know. Stand against us, you 
are strong to say in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. to this place, King Jesus. King of heaven come. Pray that you would come to your people in a new and fresh way. King of heaven come. And we proclaim that you will come again in truth. King of If you want God to come more into your life, I want you to sing it out. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. One more time. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come.
shining like the day King of heaven come King of heaven rise up Who can stand against us You are strong to say In your mighty name King of heaven come Come quickly Lord Jesus Yes Lord Amen Okay, we're going to have a kid's sermon. I'm going to sit here, and kids, you can join me up here. If you're a kid, I welcome you. Wow, a purple face mask. That's really nice. You, you can sit on the floor. You can sit up here, however you want to do it. Okay. So... We just had a celebration last month. What was that? Um, Jesus' birth. Jesus' birth. And if it's his birthday, when it's people's birthday, what do we do? What, what do we sing? Happy birthday. And who do we give gifts to? The birthday person, right? Okay. So help me figure this out. It was Jesus' birthday. Did you get? Did you give him any? I I don't know if I gave him anything. Did you get anything for Christmas? What did you get? You wanna, what was one of your favorite things? Um, I got a catfish. A catfish. No, a catfish. Okay, I'm not hearing it. A pet fish. Pet fish, okay. A pet fish. What kind of a fish? Um, a beta fish. Cool. You li did you like that gift? Did you ask for it, or did someone give it to you without you even asking it? Um, I asked. You asked, and you got it. Okay. And when it was your birthday, did they sing happy birthday to you? So let me figure this out. It's Jesus. It was Jesus's birthday. Did we sing happy birthday to him? I don't remember. I don't think we did. I didn't. Should we try it? Maybe they can join us. Let's sing happy birthday to Jesus because we didn't. It's his birth. We're celebrating his birth. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. May Jesus bless you. May Jesus bless you. Hello, Evangelina. Nice to see you today. I know some people who would like those eyelashes. Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> okay. Okay. And... Um, maybe you can speak if she doesn't want to, but Evangelina, did you get anything for Christmas? Do you remember? Did you get anything for Christmas? I she got a red wagon. A red wagon? Yeah. Wow, that must have been f fun. I'd like to see that sometime. Maybe you can just bring it to church sometime so I can see that. 
That would be neat. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm wearing something. I got this from my son, Gabriel. So I kind of like that. We sang happy birthday. Uh, there's another thing we got. We were orphans in December. We knew we were losing something. But that was as far as it went. And I just went to Pastor Edward, and I said, I just want you to know, we just, we don't have a place. And uh, within microseconds, I mean, it, it, he began to invite us here, and we thought that was going to be a process. It wasn't. It was an event. After a little conversation, it had already happened. We got together but, to talk about it, but it was a done deal. And we are very thankful for that Christmas gift that we've got. We are very thankful to be here. And I want you to know that, Pastor Edward, and I want you people to know it, that, that we feel like we got our home back. And so, yeah, yeah, Jesus has been good. So, so I got something, you got something, but we all got something too, didn't we? Everybody got something. We got a new family, and there they are. There they are. You know, all, you know some of them, but you don't know some of them too. They're strangers. But give us a few weeks, and we'll get to know their names, won't we? We'll know who they are. Nice to see you, Adriana, in this church. <laughs> That's a fit. You, you fit here. I mean, you're, you're pretty comfortable here, aren't you? Yeah, okay. Well, that's my, that's my sermon for this morning. Did you want to say something? Was that her? Okay. Wow, this is, this is so wonderful. Just feels right. I don't know about you, but uh, when God puts something together, you know, there's, there's no problem. Everything just falls in place. And here we are. Somebody just whispered to me and said, you know, we're so glad that there are so many pastors now at our church. I said, that, you know, that's so wonderful. It just feels right. Don't you feel so, so yourself? Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I, you know, I've known... Paul for a number of decades and current together, number of decades. I went to Communitas in those days, and my son-in-law met my, his, uh, his, his wife at Communitas, and uh, here we are now together. Yeah. It's a doing of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> this is a wonderful journey that we are starting together, and uh, only the Lord knows you know, where it will take us. But we know for his glory that things are going to happen here. And I'm very thrilled. I'm just beside myself. I couldn't wait for this uh, service this morning, uh, you know, kind of tossing in bed, just, you know, that expectation that God gives us. And uh, I was having 
and now it's a reality. Amen. Amen. Yes, exactly. There is a witness. There is a witness. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you ready for a, a little word here this morning? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And uh, if I sound loud and weird, they'll take care of me in the back there. But I want to speak, you know, this morning for a, uh, for a subject, God's plan for a healthy church. I kind of thought about this knowing that we're going to be coming together and uh, we want to remain a healthy church together. Amen? amen. And I'm an amen guy, so you're going to be hearing amens. My transitions are always amen, amen, and so sometimes just an amen to get to the next point. <laughs> So we're going to be reading from uh, the book of Romans, chapter 12. It's a familiar passage that many of you, you know, uh, have memorized it maybe from verse, chapter 12 from verse 3. By the grace given me, I say to everyone of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that, that God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him uh, use it in proportion to his faith. If it's, it's serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. For if it is showing mercy, let him do it carefully. So Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word as you give us direction concerning what the, the church ought to look like. I pray that you just imprint this in our spirit, in our minds, to know how to function even as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The word church is one of the most beautiful, you know, uh, language or word in the uh, English language itself. When I hear of the church, and I always have this uh, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling that comes upon me when I think of a church. Because uh, the church, you know, is uh, the most diverse church, uh, place that you can, you can be in. We all come from different backgrounds. We come from different families and we're raised differently. But when we come together, you know, we form the church. We sing together. The Lord is our God. Most of my life has been associated with the church. Now, I'm not saying that every church, you know, uh, is perfect. And uh, I'm not saying either that your sense of the church is the same as my sense. Because many times 
when we think of the church, many of us think of the church as a, a building. We think of the church as a, a denomination. Many of us, when we think of the church, we think of uh, uh, hurtful moments that when we were in the church one, one, one time or the other, we were hurt by the church. And uh, those experiences are real. But the church, you know, when I think of the church, I think of uh, the church as, a, as a people who love God and they love one another. That's, that's, that's a church. And uh, the church is not only when the time we come together and meet as we're meeting this morning, but the church is always functioning, you know, 144 hours a week. Amen? It's, it's, a, it's a church that is uh, constantly ministering to one another, just like what happened this morning, powerful ministry to one another. When somebody gets hurt within the church, when something happens, uh, I can... Our own brother here, uh, uh, Brother Carl, his wife just recently passed away. You know, the church came uh, along and rallied behind him mm -hmm. and his family and ministering and praying. You heard about the prayer team. You know, when you have a need, you call the, this number and uh, somebody is going to be praying. So that's how I think of the church, people loving one another, regardless of the fact that we've known each other for a long time, immediately there's an, uh, that instant love that comes in our heart because we realize that we belong to the same body. Like I said, you know, the church, I'm not saying our church is a perfect church. Lydia House wasn't a perfect church either. Mistakes are made and there are errors that are, you know, are committed. There are omissions, but they were not done in, in a wrong motivation. We try to be the body of Christ, and together we shall be the, 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 the body of Christ. Now, the meaning of the word church, you know, there are two Greek words, you know, ekklesia, ekklesia. The ek is out of, ekklesia is called out. So ekklesia, they are called out ones. We are the called out ones. And I like that. I like, you know, it's like I say, you and you and you are you come over here. You are being called, you're being singled. And, uh, and the church is called out of the world to serve Christ Jesus. God tapped you on the shoulder. Each one of us were tapped on the shoulder. Hey, hey, you, you, you come over here. Everyone is liked by the Lord. No one is, uh, is uh, you know, disliked. God, you know, didn't dislike anybody. He doesn't dislike anybody. He didn't think about you and say, ask the angels and say, you know, I'm 50-50 I'm, I'm about that one. Do you think I should call them? No. He instantly called you and invited you. Here's another beautiful word. We are chosen by God. Isn't that wonderful? To know that I'm chosen by the almighty God. I like to be chosen. I don't know about you. I like to be called out. I've told a story before, you know, when, when I was a little, little boy, you know, in, in middle school or somewhere, you know, in, before in high school, 
I wasn't chosen most of the, in most of the things. I wanted to be chosen. I didn't play soccer in those days where I came from. You know, in Zambia, we played soccer. It wasn't football, but it was soccer. And uh, I was clumsy. I was slow. You know, and so when they're picking a team, they all, always bypassed me because I wasn't as good. But each time I'm chosen for something, I'm excited. I said, yes, I, I, I am chosen. We are chosen and we are called by God. Here's another, another catch here. Not only are we called you know, to God, but we are called to one another. Is that true? One of the greatest uh, perils of the church today is that we think salvation is only an individual matter, only between us and God. The view of scripture is different. That is, you know, the salvation is both personal and corporate. Amen? I am saved. I'm called by God. But we are also called to one another. We are called to one another to build a community of God's family in the world to shine forth his glory. Amen? So we, 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 we are called, and uh, we, although we are called individually, you know, Jesus called people to himself. When Jesus started calling people, he, he never called an individual one at, at any given time, even his disciples. He called them as a brothers, as a, you know, uh, uh, a group of people. Because if one was called first, can you imagine the ego that that individual would have? I was called number one by the Lord. You came number two. The human nature is like that. And he, he is in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 21, says he saw two other brothers. He saw two other people. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called them at the same time. And immediately they left the boat and, they, uh, and their father and followed him. And so Jesus calls us as individuals. When he called Matthew, Matthew did say, you know, as a tax collector, he said, Lord, I, I really believe that you are the Messiah, but I don't like the two guys that you called before me. In fact, you know, I can't stand those guys. And besides that, you know, they, they hassled me at my tax collect, uh, collector booth, and uh, we, we think different politically. So I, I, anyway, we, I, I can't come. I, I believe in you as a Messiah. I'm going to stay home. I'll follow you. I'm going to stay home, and I'll watch you on TV. <laughs> we are called... Individually, sometimes, collectively, we have to be involved in the living church. Where you're going to find people, you know, that are different from you. People that are going to compliment you. People that are going to contradict you. People that are going to encourage you. And sometimes people that are going to drive you crazy. <laughs> that's the church. That's Amen. We have, just, we have to settle that, you know. That, that's the church. The community that God is building, he calls us out of isolation so that we can become one body. There's a difference between an audience and the church. Right now, you are an audience listening to me. But the real gasto of the church happens outside the church. 
what you are doing. You are reaching out. You are touching people. You are functioning. And uh, we have to have that kind of view of the church that is so deeper and a, a different dimension. You know, we don't just come to park for a, a, for a one and a half hour, you know, and uh, once a week and say that is the church. You know, it, it's wonderful for us to get together as we are and enjoying fellowship with one another. But the church happens when we step out of these doors, Amen. when we go to the community. So we're not just an audience. An audience gathers for an event to watch a star or stars. I'm not a star. You are not, you are not gathered to watch me perform. You know, the, our role as a pastoral staff, and thankfully we have able you know, uh, people here that are going to be serving. Our role is uh, to stand by the sidelines and cheer you, you know, and uh, be the cheerleaders to you. And an audience gathers around and uh, they pay this money. And uh, once we pay that kind of money as an audience, we feel we have uh, a right to cheer the people or to boo them. That's an audience. Because they are responsible for the action that they are supposed to be performing. But we are not an audience. We are a church of God, a family of God, united in Christ. In fact, you know, when we come to the church building, we should be able to say, we are going to the place where the church meets. The building itself is not a church. Amen? Where they're going to be people. John Wesley, you know, a theologian, wrote about an inquirer who was asking about salvation, and he said these words, you know, uh, uh, John Wesley. He said, you know, sir, you wish to serve God and to go to heaven? Remember, you cannot serve him alone. You must therefore find companions or make them. Find companions or make them. The Bible knows nothing about solitary religion. Amen? Others may feel like with this poet, you know, who said these words, to dwell above with, with saints we love, that would be glory. But to dwell below with the saints we know, well, that is a different story. <laughs> Paul represents Wesley's understanding that there is no solitary religion. Because Paul gives us very quickly three outlines here, you know, the principles of uh, having a vital church. Number one, an appreciation of our own self-worth. You have to have that appreciation of our own self-worth in, in, the, in, the, in, in the body of Christ. And it begins out negatively. And here's what he says in ch chapter 12, verse 3. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Amen. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Now, I take it three points. The middle point is, uh, you know, uh, to, you know to, to think of yourself with a sober judgment. But the other point, to think of yourself so highly, to have a high-minded, or you can also think of yourself having a low-minded. You know, th those are two extremes, and we should not be embracing extremes. Stay away from extremes. The, the extreme of high-mindedness is a, an exaggerated sense of worth. A young man in college, 
The student in college wakes up one morning so proud with the, his looks, looks in the mirror. As he's combing his hair, he says to himself, I wonder how the other six wonders of the world are doing this morning. <laughs> That's an exaggerated sense of self-worth. He's looking for a place to shine. Sober judgment is looking for a place to serve. Amen? You know, a lot of time the church is in danger of uh, this, this guy who was at this church, Diatrophis, in sec second book of John, chapter nine, uh, verse 9 and 10, he says, I wrote to the church, but Diatrophis, who loves to be first, you have anybody in the church like that who loves to be first, will, not, will have nothing to do with us. So if I come, you know, you're refusing Paul. Paul is coming to church. He says, no, I, I can't. It's like our Paul here. I can't say no when he, he wants to come to church. I can't say no when he says, Edward, I want to preach on this Sunday. I will say, yes, sir. <laughs> Why? Because uh, he's a man of God and I respect. But he is, we're talking about Apostle Paul who's written almost uh, half of the Bible, and uh, he wants to come to church, and this, this guy will have nothing to do with Paul. Can you imagine? No, we can't imagine. So if I come, he said, Paul is saying, if I come, I'll call attention to what he is doing. Here's some of the things that he was doing, gossiping maliciously about us, not satisfied with that. He refuses to welcome the brothers. Somebody wants to come to church, he says, no, you, I, I, I don't like you, and you can't be part of our church. And uh, not satisfied with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers. He also stops those who want, who want to do so and put them out of the church. In other words, you are more lenient. You say, no, let's welcome these brothers. And he says, you know, you're not going to be part of this church anymore. What an influence of this guy. And so, when you get that high-mindedness, you know, of a person, a lot of damage is done to the church, just like this damage was done here at this church. And I'm sure Paul was able to deal with it. It can't be a healthy church with this guy in the church. You see what I'm saying? He was so high-minded. Neither can it be a healthy church if a person has a underestimated sense of worth. They don't feel like they can do anything. They can't rise up to the task. They are always seeing an obstacle. No, I can't do this. I'm, I'm too shy. But here's what the Bible says concerning our ministry. Whatever we do, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything of being from ourselves. Nothing is from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Amen. Whatever we do, it's by the grace of God. Jesus tells a story of the talents. You know, the three, one talent, you know, uh, three talents and five talents and so on. And uh, do you know uh, that Jesus gave m many people one talent? He did. And uh, most of us are not five talents. 
you know, uh, people. Most of us operate on one talent. Amen? The danger is that we look at one talent and say, you know, I can't do anything with his, you know, talent like the man who buried it in the ground. We feel so much unworthy. Oh, I'm not qualified to do this. I can't be a greeter. I'm too shy to stand on the door and greeting the people that are coming. You know, I don't think you need me. You don't need me. I'm nothing. I'm a worm. I can't, I can't do anything. You know, that, that is contrary to scripture. Very contrary to scripture. We are all needed to make the church complete and fulfill its ministry. Amen? Amen. Paul tells us not to be high-minded, not to be low-minded, but to be sober-minded. To have a realistic estimate of who we are if we're going to make a contribution to the body of, of, of Christ. We look for what God has graced us with and uh, the gifting that he has put upon us and what is our measure of faith. Because in, in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 13, says, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, he has given us a measure of faith, each one of us. Amen? Amen. I was called to preach when I was uh, 23, maybe 20, 24, Pastor asked me to preach. For two weeks, I was sick. Couldn't hold anything. You know, and uh, no faith, no grace to be able to do that. And uh, when the time came, I, was in, I wanted some other people within the church that knew the Bible much more better than myself not to show up for church for that Sunday. <laughs> because I didn't want to make an embarrassment of myself. And sure enough, they came that Sunday, you know. And uh, it was embarrassing because my knees were knocking, perspiring. I preached at 150 miles per hour, and five minutes I was done. And it felt like one hour to me, you know. It, it felt really long. My tongue, I, I beat my tongue, couldn't speak. You know, by nature, I'm, I'm a shy person until I met Christine that, you know, taught me how to speak a little bit, and, uh, you know, and uh, I, I, I just, I was miserable, and I said, don't do this anymore, and at the same time, I felt the, the Lord calling me into ministry. I said, I, I can't do it. How am I going to do this? Long story short, I would go in the woods in, in Zambia and stand on the mountain and I look at the trees, and the trees is uh, my audience. And I would open the scripture and I would try to preach to the trees because there's no reaction from the trees. So <laughs> I can make the mistakes. I can do all the various things. And uh, we, we, we are called, you know, there are some people that are called to ministry or to doing something. You know, you, you have this, uh, you know, desire and you feel equipped and uh, you are graced for it and, uh, and you go into ministry. But there's another group of people that are called into ministry because uh, there is a need, and you have to meet that need. Amen? Amen. Uh, and and, and as a, you can imagine, as a young pastor, I'm thinking I'm going to be in the congregation for a long time, at least, at least one year before we have a death in the congregation. And sure enough, a phone rang, such and such a person has gone to be with the Lord 
In fact, it wasn't uh, going to, uh, it wasn't done, it wasn't that way, it was a suicide. And that's my first funeral. And I'm saying, I don't want to do it. Why me? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the grace for it. I don't have the faith. And, uh, and, and uh, what am I going to say? I'm, I'm just trying to get my sermon straight on Sunday, let alone when the emotions are so raw, you know. And now I'm going to have to stand before these people. Can't somebody else do it? Well, you are the pastor. There's no one else to do it. I end up, if I had these guys with me, probably I would have said, you know, Paul, would you please, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to say? And a pastor shows up in dark moments, in low moments and in high moments. I like the weddings. I like the dedic child dedication, whatever the case might be. And, uh, but I almost say I can't. But how is it look, would it look like? Maybe that would have been meaning I have to resign as a, as, a, as a pastor of the church. And so there was a need. And the church is that way too. God calls you. When God calls you, you may not hear a voice from heaven. You may not have a, a piano, somebody on their organ and playing, you know, and the angels are speaking and say, you go and do this. It won't be that way. In most cases... God is going to put a need in front of you, you know, and uh, he puts a, a, a need in our path, just like we've been hearing about, uh, uh, you know, need, needing workers and the ushers and so on. That's a need, God giving you an opportunity to respond to the call. God has called us to work for him. You have something to offer. And something to contribute. But then he says, don't think on a high-mindedness. Number two, very quickly, utilizing our uniqueness. Utilize your uniqueness in the Lord. Romans 12, 4 says, just as each of, of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. We all are not alike. We have different you know, uh, uh, giftings, and we need those giftings in order to strengthen the, the body of Christ. So in Christ, we are many form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. He lists seven gifts in chapter 12, verse 6. You know, seven strengths that he brings to the body of Christ. Prophecy, I want to read that. Prophecy, serving teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy. These ministries glue and cement the church together. And the body of Christ is strengthened, and each one of us play different roles. We don't discover our gifting and say, you know, my gift is not in teaching, and so you are hurting. I'm going to let you lie down there and, and suffer because I'm not gifted in, you know, in, in, in showing mercy and ministering to you. No, we, we can have uh, our main calling, but then we function in these other gifts. Can you say amen to that? Yes. Amen. Now, let, 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 me, let, me, let me just quickly give you, uh, I always give this illustration when Adriana is not here, but now she's here and, uh, you know, she's going to kill me dead, you know, after... <laughs> 
You know, when she was in high school, she, uh, they, 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 we, we had uh, our own share of things. You know, car slides into the, another car in front of her, and, uh, you know, she calls home and, uh, you know, tells us and say, you know, this is what happened and so on. Now, you as a dad and a mom, you all think different. When she calls and she says, this is what has happened. I've wrecked another person's car that is in front of me. A lot of things are going on in my mind. I'm thinking the insurance is going to go up, you know. And uh, I'm going to have to spend some money to, to fix her car. Oh, and the other person's car and so on. Her mom is thinking differently. It's just how it works. And uh, now let's say we have all these seven gifts in operation. And uh, you are called upon as a prophet to go and uh, minister to Adriana. What happens when you are, you know, uh, you're not functioning in all these, ministry, in these uh, ministries? You know, the, the, the prophet's role is to tell you when that's what happens to you when you're not paying attention. Right? Tells you what's wrong and what you need to do to make it right. Splits the, 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 the truth from error. Now, she doesn't need a prophet at that point. You know, I wonder that is happening. She doesn't need a prophet. A service-oriented person is interested in telling you what is wrong. Can I help? Want me to call your parents? They want to meet the need. Amen? A teacher has, there's a reason why this happened. He wants to figure why it happened. You know, you didn't pay attention to the snow that was on the ground, and that's why you had this. You, want, you know, you, 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 you are a teacher, and the goal is to prevent it from happening again. There's a lesson to be learned. Then you have an encourager, says the thing could have been worse, but it isn't worse. The goal is to build up and inspire confidence. You know, they always give you there's another day. The contributor comes on the scene to Adriana and says, I know an auto repair shop, you know, that can fix your, your vehicle. In fact, I've got some extra cash. You know, I'm going to give you this cash so I can go and fix the vehicle. The goal of the contributor is to meet a tangible need. Mercy-oriented individual, they're very touchy. The first thing they're going to do is to grab you and uh, hug you. And maybe they're mercy-oriented and, uh, you know, don't feel bad. You know, uh, this could have happened to anybody. Do you want me to call your dad? Don't let your dad, you know, uh, uh, give you a hard time because I know some stuff that your dad has done too. I, I, know, I know his speeding tickets that he's been receiving. I know about it. The goal is to help avoid the embarrassment. The leader comes up on the scene, comes to Adriana. The first thing is uh, trying to see that, you know, there's organization. You know, things have to be done. Did you get the license plate of the other individual? Did you, did you get the car of the, ma uh, the make of the car, the driver's license? Did you, did you get their phone number? Did you get the insurance? And, the, you know, I hope you didn't admit that you were the one that was at fault. And the, there are all these things as an individual that is uh, a teacher. Now, some kids have only one role of ministry in their parents, and the parent is the prophet. Can you imagine how miserable that would be? That if you are, you are the prophet, damn kid did it again. 
Other says, no, no, the child doesn't need a lecture at this point. All they need is uh, to show mercy. One of my favorite scripture, you know, in, in the book of uh, Acts chapter 5, where Peter's shadow do, you know, go over the people and uh, they, they would be healed. Just his shadow. Can you imagine what the other disciples must have, must have felt? Peter has got a shadow ministry. We don't have a shadow ministry. We only lay hands and anoint with oil, but Peter is shadow. We better leave everything that we are doing. We need to go and pray and fast until we get the shadow ministry. Did they do that? What about being slain in the spirit? And on this I conclude. You know, being slain in the spirit. You know, Catherine Kuhlman, was very good with that. Those of you that have lived longer, at least you know about it. She was a mightily used individual of the Lord, and she would just wave her hand, and people would be slain in the spirit. Benny Hinn! I was skeptical. I went to, uh, you know, uh, near the Mall of America, where they have Ikea now. There was another building that was there. My wife and I went to Benny Hinn, and he took the jacket and just waved it this way, and the whole crowd that side, they went all down. I said, it's real. I went to church that Sunday. We were pastoring over in Wisconsin. We know the time when pastors used to wear jackets, you know, at, uh, at church. I took my jacket and just, you know, you know not, 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 not making it so obvious, but I, I didn't tell the people. I just took it like this, hoping that the people this side would all, nothing happened. Trying to be somebody else that I'm not. We try to make Marys into Marthas and make Marthas into Marys. Make Edwards into Ben Hinn. Ben Hinn into Edwards. That did not work at all. Amen. And so even within the church, there are going to come some moments where we're going to say, there's Lydia house here. What if the people in the early church they say, Lydia, there's too much making purple and sewing, all this, you know, you need to pray more trying to shift them into another mode. God has called us to be healthy. God has called us to unity within the body, complementing each other's ministry. I'm so thrilled to have uh, Pastor Ned and Pastor Paul here being part of this church because, you know, you are blessed. You are blessed because all these are giftings that God has brought in this church. This is a a healthy church, and it's going to continue to grow. We're going to get those chairs that are in the back there. We're going to bring them into the sanctuary here and will be filled with people. Amen? Amen? Let's all stand to our feet in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you get something here? Amen. You discover your, 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 your ministry and your calling that God has placed upon you. Amen. God has called us to make disciples. He's called us to meet human needs, and there's plenty of, uh, plenty of human need. Father, we thank you. We bless you, O oh God, that you have apportioned into the church, in the church, different gifts and different ministries. Thank you, Lord, for the thrill of uh, having all these gifts that have come to join us. The giftings, O oh God, that will be so rich that will be able to minister to other people. We pray in the name of the Lord that, oh God, that no one will feel 
uh, inadequate here, each one would function in those areas that have been gifted in. We thank you, O oh God, for what you've done, and to your name be the honor and the glory. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, and to you, O oh God, get all the praise, get all the honor, in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, would you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a clap offering. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And it is a mixer. That's why we're wearing our name tag. So mix it up, meet new people, um, and get to know something about them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. And for those of you watching us online, we want to just thank you for taking the time to listen. And God has gifted you. You know, you have a gift. And you say, oh, I'm not saved. I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. You can just simply open your heart to him and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And the Lord is going to come into your heart. And you're going to see him using you in the body of Christ. God bless you. Until next time. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You want to say something? No, I just wanted to hug you. Oh, <laughs> amen. I can tell your ministry. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Let's go and have a fellowship and let's get to know each other. And uh, we are so excited. And, uh, you know, get to know a name. Go back home today with a name that you're going to memorize. You're not going to stumble on it when you come back again. Amen. See